This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Cultivating Convos. I'm so happy Megs, you're back. Did you miss me? I did. It, it's been it's been a couple weeks. I think Brian Brian wanted some relief, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Brian needed reprieve. Well, yes, it's been a busy couple weeks. I was on vacay, and then when we scheduled for last week, I was busy. So glad to be back. Glad to be back. I'm glad you're here. Um, I don't know how how much use I am today. I I have, as you can hear, I have been sick all week. I actually feel better today, but. I just, my voice was whammied by this. She's raspy, that's for sure. <laughs> it is. You know, I mean, Megs, I haven't been sick in, I mean, it's been pre, it was pre-COVID. So, I mean, it's yeah. been years, but yeah, it, it hit me. It, it, you know, that's what living in a house full of kids does. Those germs finally came back. <laughs> well, I don't know what day it was. Maybe it was last week when you called and you were, you were raspy. <laughs> Her voice was like legit an octave lower. <laughs> And I feel like our voices are pretty low. Uh, well, glad you're on the mend. Thanks. Um, I had a pretty good day today. I was I on a shoot so. um, at a creamery. Ohio Proud uh, partner as well. Snowville Creamery. Thanks so much. Big shout out. And they sent me home with lots of cheese. I knew it. I get this phone call from Megs and she's all chipper. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? What's going on? I'm like. What are you you know something's up if I'm chipper, okay? <laughs> My shoot went great. I've got a trunk full of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I see. That's why you're in such a good mood. I'm like, yeah. I don't mind the two-hour drive if I'm getting cheese at the end of it. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, well, I just took, I did um, have a piece. They gave me white cheddar. They gave me ricotta and mozzarella. Mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Love it. Can't Absolutely wait. Love it. Awesome. Well, for a change, though, this week, we are not talking about food. Unfortunately, no cheese talk, but moth talk. <laughs> Let's welcome back one of our faves. He always joins us and makes the time, and we do appreciate it. Our chief of our Division of Plant Health, Dan Kenny, is back. Hi, Dan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Shelby. Hello. So Dan, you know, we're here to talk about spongy moth, but before we dive into this, I think we need to clarify something because this, this bug was called something else previously. It was a gypsy okay. moth and now it's a spongy moth. Correct. Talk a little bit about why. Yeah, the ESA, uh, the uh, Entomological Society of America uh, has uh, voted and changed the common name from gypsy moth to spongy moth. So we're going through an implementation, a name change. We're trying to educate everybody on this, on this big change, um, so that they don't think that we have a new bug in Ohio. This is the same insect. It's Lamantria despar, uh, which uh, we are still trapping and treating for in Ohio. And I guess that's it because we, you know, we want to get the word out because this is something that is a program throughout our state that every year we talk to people about treatments, et cetera. So we want them to know it is now called the spongy moth. So when you get literature, et cetera, gypsy moth, now spongy moth. 
That's correct. And we, we're, we're still using both names in most of our communications just to, to make sure we're educating everybody as we go along. But that is correct. It is it is uh, referred to as spongy moth. We are officially in transition. <laughs> so, Here's my question. Here's my question. Dan, do you remember uh, Meg's when we we made a um, it was a mascot for, for this for this pest previously? Megs, can you can you transform that into the spongy moth now? Well, are we gonna? No, we won't have to change the name because he's still Marty. Yeah. Do you remember, Dan? What what no. I've done? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I did make a photo of a moth talk, and I had to come up with an accent, all oh. sorts of things for Marty. Yes, the talking moth. I do. You're remember not. That. You're not going to do it, Max? Oh my gosh, I've got to practice it. I haven't done the voice in a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I literally opened the door for you to... Like, okay, all yeah, right. That door's closed. <laughs> it will be revived at some point. Yeah, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. All right. Well, let's talk about, about the important thing that we do want to talk about here, and that's, uh, Dan, treatments are starting for the spongy moth about now. That's correct. We uh, started this week with our... Um, uh, what we refer to as the larvicide phase of the program, which uh, targets the larval stage or the caterpillar stage of of the insect. Um, and then uh, we'll be moving into June um, with our mating disruption treatments, which target the adult stage uh, of the moth. And so, Dan, treatment, when you say treatment, that means the air, the yellow airplanes are coming out. They're going to be flying pretty low. Um, what should people be looking for? Um, or I don't know if, what should people be looking for, but you will see those and what are they doing? Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, they're, they're, um, air tractor aircraft. So like a lot of people refer to it as a crop duster, but it's a small airplane that'll be flying over, um, over the treatment areas, which we have a relatively small treatment area this year, but we do have, uh, a block that's in, uh, central Ohio. There's some in Newark. Uh, and a few other areas that are uh, pretty heavily populated. So we definitely want to get the word out that these these aircraft will be overhead um, and applying for um, really they they you're not likely to see them during this larvicide. The larvicide uh, treatments are it's a really small areas that we're targeting the mating disruption, which will happen mid June. Um, folks will see the planes out there overhead. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the areas because I do think that that's important. Um, explain. We're not exactly where it's hitting, but the different areas it's hitting because uh, it's there. It's in pretty populated areas. Yeah, um, so we we have a lot of treatments that are that are in um, forested areas, not in, in in populated areas. But we we do again this year have some in, like I mentioned, Central Ohio, um, definitely over Upper Arlington, uh, folks in um, uh, Dublin and the in portions of Dublin, and then in. Kind of that just that whole quadrant of uh, Franklin County, really the northwestern uh, part of Franklin County have the potential to see the planes uh, when they're out there. Um, folks that are driving on 270 will probably see the planes. Um, so, you know, they're going to be be out there invisible. Shouldn't take more than a day um, or even a portion of a day to, to complete, but there'll be five aircraft uh, in the uh, flying uh, kind of in a in patterns uh, through through that part of the city. Um, also over in um, near Granville, Newark area, 
Uh, we have a couple big treatment blocks over there as well. Um, again, this these are these are areas we've been in before, we've treated before, but um, for folks who haven't seen it before, um, it can be, you know, alarming. You're like, what the heck's going on? Um, so we, we're trying to do our best to uh, uh, get the word out to let them realize that we're we're trying to protect the trees and, and control this moth uh, as we've been doing in the past and holding the line pretty steady to keep it from spreading to new areas. And I feel like we do say this every year, but we're going to stress it again that these treatments are not harmful to plants, to pets, to people. Is that right, Dan? Correct. Yes. Um, and, and understandably, people are concerned uh, that, you know, you're treating an area, um, uh, it, but these products are the safest that are that are available. They're they're labeled for organic farms to use. Um, and uh, the uh, the mating disruption treatments actually don't even they don't even kill the spongy moth that we're going after. They they simply mimic the the female pheromone um so that it, it disrupts the male's ability to find a, a mate and so it reduces the population by reducing the mating a lot of people are concerned about pets and and whether or not uh, the products you know can hurt their pets or if they would be if their uh, vegetable gardens would be safe to use after we've treated in an area and, and it and they are um uh, the 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 products are safe for your gardens they're they're you would want to wash your anything you're harvesting from your garden off and and that would more than take care of anything that was on the outside of it uh, in, in regard to these treatments. Um, same with pets. Um, th these products are not harmful to pets, people. They're not harmful to bees. If you're a beekeeper, um, they're, they're safe in, in all of those areas. So one thing that I think we should mention that even though you all let people know about these treatments, et cetera, weather affects that it's not an exact science exactly um we do uh need to have really good weather conditions it needs to be you know the wind needs to be down um and you know these pilots are really focused on safety um and so you know any kind of bad weather is going to delay us so um, we we try to give as much advance notice but not too far out so you know when but folks can look for um, signs we'll put signs out in the neighborhoods where we're treating uh, indicating that there's going to be a treatment. Uh, we have block observers in the in the areas as well, driving around trying to make sure folks know uh, why the planes are in the air, what's going on, um, and we'll put out information via the website and social media and, and really every avenue that we have. All right, sounds good. Well, thanks, Dan. We appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, talking to us about this. Thanks for the invitation. Yep, we'll have Marty on next time for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to get Shelby on the mend, so she'll be an octave higher next week. <laughs> and what do you want to talk about next week, Shelby? I think we decided. We did decide. Cheese. The best part is we really honestly don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about cheese. We're just going to make it happen, and it's going to be a lot of cheese, and it's going to bring me lots of joy. <laughs> Well, here's the deal, though. We've got some really cool people in our dairy division, so we're going to oh make this gosh. good. Yeah. We're going to get them on. They're experts. They know what to look for. They know the best cheeses to try, and they're going to break it down. Exactly. All right. Until next week, have a good one. Bye. Cultivating Combos is created by ODA's communications team. 
Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.